Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Censored edition features a review on NXT first and foremost because that's a format I go with. And I have been changing things up just a little bit on Wrestle Radio Network. As you guys know, I normally add a video clip or a soundbite <clears throat> during Off the Rails Uncensored. And also, I said I was going to review NXT. I am a triple threat match Bronson Reed, Roderick Strong, and Johnny Gargano. Now, Okay, Shotzi Blackheart versus Aaliyah. Now, Robert Stone's brand's getting the Million Dollar Man to DiBiase treatment, but expanding and earning its own Mercedes Martinez, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, folks. Wild Night on NXT. Karrion Cross went one-on-one with Donovan Dikojevic. Donovan Dikojevic ended up getting pounded by Karrion Cross. I don't know, and I don't really... Mind reviewing his matches, although it's kind of it's better than actually. No, I got mixed feelings about his matches, so I'll be. I don't know what happened. You know, I saw him as Killer Cross and Wrestling Evolver is totally different now in WWE, but that's a different, different story and different rant for a different day. So Keith Lee relinquished the North American Championship, giving others the opportunity. To earn the North American Championship. So next week it'll be Finn Balor, Timothy Thatcher, and Dexter Loomis. You want to talk about odd, an odd pairing? Is this a, is this the rise of a new brand, a new breed in NXT? I don't know, but I do know that the women's division is looking sharp as normal, you know, for WWE. Uh, in, in that regard, for NXT, that is. So, also, Io Shirai will go one-on-one with Dakota Kai. Talk about your interesting uh, matches, man. Dexter Loomis versus Killian Dane. I mean, it's been a while since Killian Dane has had a well quality match. Around. Since NXT UK is defunct, I'm wondering when we're going to see some of those guys back infused. But tonight, Timothy Thatcher, Orny Lorcan, very technical match. Between Orny Lorcan and Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher got a handful of tights at the end. One, two, three. A victory is a victory, no matter how you look at it, folks, right? I know I'm going at rapid speed, but I don't want to sit there and review every single match because why? Not because I want to get into the whole who's the boss syndrome, you know, who do we who do we look up to? Obviously, folks, 
you don't want to politic, but you don't want to be dishonest either for the audience who listens. And speaking of which, we're going to segue right into the uh, shout-outs. What's up, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia? What's up? Spain, all of you guys going through this bullshit known as uh, COVID-19. We want to say here from Off the Rails Uncensored and Wrestle Radio Network, a big shout-out and thank you to you guys putting up with my rants, my cynicisms, my viewpoints, everything. You guys are amazing. You guys are what makes this show and the world turn around. Anyways, you want me to review NXT? I think that um, there are a few things that bother me about, you know, what's going on currently in the pro wrestling scene. But also, I'm going to be talking to you later on about how all of a sudden, guys, Impact Wrestling has become the dark horse of professional wrestling. And for $7.99 to watch some of their pay-per-views, uh, you know, there's a lot of former WWE talent that signed just recently. And AEW is doing whatever they're doing. And I will review their matches tonight later on. as well. Actually, I could do that right now because the main event was really kind of unfulfilling and also, again, just had a pure question. Like, is Karrion Cross? the guy you want to try this mad science experiment mad science experiment you know as professional wrestling as we know and I don't know maybe maybe out of you know just pure insane curiosity will this guy do better in his matches in his you know livelihood as a professional wrestler who knows man maybe he can get better I don't know um as far as Bronson Reed having the upset win tonight I don't know, guys. I mean, that's up to the powers that be that decide who's going to win the ladder match. you got to have a big guy in this ladder match, and I guess Bronson was the choice. I mean, it was a double fallaway slam. It was a lot of stuff. And if you want me to review the matches piece by piece, I can, my friend, but I've got a whole bunch of things to discuss with you all. Oh, yeah, Shotzi Blackheart versus Aaliyah. Mercedes Martinez getting involved and then telling Robert Stone, I need someone to handle my contract. Please, for the love of God, do not corporatize NXT. Because if you do, that's going to make me think main roster has a hand in it. But NXT never used to be this showy. You know, like they're showy in the sense that uh, they didn't have a lot of backstage segments between one another. And every one of their shows would just get straight to the point and wrestle. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, no. If they start doing promo after promo, are you going to scream bloody murder and saying, Does someone, is someone dipping their hand into the metaphorical fucking cookie jar? And by someone, you know, we could refer to that someone. We're not, we're not going to... Sugarcoat shit anymore What I'm referring to folks is Vince McMahon The man that has Given us a lot of years of entertainment And a lot of uh, A lot of Complaints A lot of good merchandise You know He's a lot of things folks Not all bad But I did say I was going to review uh, The other horror show (laughs) AEW So I'm going to review AEW, folks, as as unbiased as I can. Bleacher Report. Of course, they're going to... Oh, my God. Fuck the World Championship with Brian Cage. Oh, Taz. 
Oh, goodness. Um, so Cody Rhodes looks to continue his reign as the TNT champion. Um, hmm. That's just as bad as the 24-7 championship. Who's ripping off who? Come on. AEW hiked several segments ahead of Wednesday's show, including an appearance from Brian Cage and Taz. Whoopsie fucking do. Um, the Young Bucks versus The Butcher and The Blade. MJF was in action. Cody Rhodes had an open challenge for the TNT Championship. Jericho and Hager versus Jurassic Express. An appearance from Taz and Cage. Okay, Moxley speaks after retaining his title against Cage. So that's how it went in order. And I can just, you know, point out, um, not on Forbes, I'm not going through them. Cage side seats, now that's a different story, right, folks? It's a horse of a different color. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Show over the intro video. God, these guys go into detail, okay. Cody, uh, okay, Eddie Kingston is here, so that's a pretty big deal, folks. Eddie Kingston is a very, very big deal. Uh, he cuts a promo comparing his childhood to Cody's and telling him Arn Anderson he'll knock his jaw off space. He had to grind to survive. Okay, so in other words, a promo. Cody accepts, and then we're off. All right, Cody Kingston one-on-one with Cody Kingston. Cody Rhodes one-on-one with Eddie Kingston. My bad, folks. Taking the action to the floor, Kingston hammers Rhodes with strikes. Okay, it goes outside and goes inside. I bet you Rhodes ends up winning, right? He had to. Cody Rhodes won by submission. So that's a very detailed description for that match. Uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF. Why do you say his full name? Drama, just abbreviate. It's easier. Like Y2J or whatever abbreviation Chris Jericho goes by. But anyways, because his opponents is nervous. I wouldn't be nervous against that short stack. I mean, very talented dude, MJF. Cliff or Griff Garrison versus MJF. He won with a heat seeker, which, uh, okay. So Tony Schiavone then is backstage with Rebel for a health update on the the female who is related to Isaac Yankum, DDS. I swear to God, if anyone thinks that um, I'm being biased, it's going to be because the AEW women's division, what women's division wear. It's a, it's a fucking chaotic mess, and whoever takes credit for making it a crisper uh, sound or better division than WWE or better than Impact, you got a lot of things coming. Um who cares? She she just babbles on. Okay, so Brian Cage and Taz, then Darby Allen, skateboard hand, Ricky Starks attack him from behind. So Ricky Starks attacks Darby Allen. See this this show. Okay, so you go back from commercial. Chris Jericho complains about a seven thousand dollar jacket got dyed orange and ruined. Oh wait. Anyways, <clears throat> Butcher and the Blade, Andy Williams and Pepper Parks versus Young Bucks. Balls count anywhere. Why am I not surprised? It didn't take long for them to adapt to the ECW lifestyle, right? AEW claims we're original. We're we're you know going to keep people, the audience, captivated. Um, 
if I was to go back in time and watch ECW and then WCW in their prime, I would say AEW tries to capture that with, you know, not just a false count anywhere match, but riding a cart the buck sidestep and pepper eats the bean. For fuck's sakes, dude. No, I'm not gonna review this shit fest. Um Young Bucks won by pinfall, thank God. Dynamite wins by pinfall in a small package. Wait, 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 wait. Diamante versus Ivalisa. Oh, you guys have Ivalisa Filet. How nice. Diamante wins by pinfall in a small package. Hangman Adam Page versus Allen 58. How many matches are there on your show, damn it? Hangman Adam Page wins by pinfall and the pop up Tinru Powerbomb. Cares. Inner Circle, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Luchasaurus. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> why do you put things in parentheses, damn it? Just get to the point. Jake with the ankle lock after catching a boot. He gets back to the corner and breaks in favor of tagging Jericho. For fuck's sakes. I, you know, just get to the – I love the descriptions, but can we get to the point? Inner Circle wins by pinfall as a code breaker from Chris Jericho and Luchasaurus. Well, at least that match made sense. Um, let's see. The Inner Circle and Serpentico beat Jurassic Express down. Serpentico. So it's Sammy Guevara. So that guy actually got let loose. Well, he didn't actually do it, but he said on air, I would, that's Sasha Banks' girl, I would rape her. Just throwing that out there. But he did say that four years ago. They're not going to take him off air because if they take out one of the inner circles that's it if they take out Guevara, Hager, Jericho the show kind of goes to shit even though it is AEW and they have an unsung hero named Orange Cassidy which I will get to later on like I said I've got a lot of stuff to get later on folks but to discuss AEW and WWE there is a good question why all of a sudden you know Impact Wrestling is signed a lot of big names, and though some may say they're a bunch of mid-cards, you know, it's just where the cast-offs go. Don't ever count a wrestling company out. Because tonight's NXT, it was intriguing, like it always is. You know, Keith Lee trying to save his friend Donovan Dikojevic from impending doom from carrying cross. You've got ladder match at TakeOver 30. Sadly, folks, you know, TakeOver is going to take place where NXT was conceived in 2010, although in 2008 and 9 it was in pre-stages, you know, with the game show. Anyways, so there was, there's going to be a series of ter- uh, triple threat matches to determine who's going to be weeded out, who's going to be put in. I honestly, folks, am happy that Dexter Loomis is, his character is being given light, and it's not being choked to death like it would be if it were on main roster. And a lot of people discuss what would, you know, what went on. So, I'm going to skip right to the goods, you know, and get to the good points. So, without further ado, folks, yes, I'm in studio mode and I'm on stereophonics because if in the following podcast content is explicit and contains adult language, if you have any children under the age of 18 or 14, 
That doesn't make any sense. If you have any kids under the underage that's not <clears throat> not going to be able to listen to my stuff, then I suggest you put ear ear you know canceling stuff in their ears, and if they repeat it to their principal when they go back to school, which such a subject. Then I suggest, I highly suggest they don't listen. Plain and simple. But, you know, there's people that let their kids listen to whatever. Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark podcast. Any usage of the name Off the Rails Uncensored, you will be fined $45, and it will go directly to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy $45 to me. Off the Rails Uncensored. Was born March 7, 2016. I'm not going to sing the rest of the fucking shit, but you know the deal. It's a trademark podcast. And uh, furthermore, damned, I am not responsible for if you feel offended or not. That is not my, you know, jurisdiction whether you like my show or not. You have a choice to turn me off, turn the channel, listen to a better podcast. But here's the deal, fuckers. Buckle up and get inside my head because you're about to go in depth with good old Brian Rails. And don't get caught on the wrong side of my track, Jack. what's been on everyone's mind like why are all these wrestlers going to impact no but what seems to be the problem with main roster WWE and I'm going to read something to you from Eric Young directly and he says we don't need to go on and on about it but the system is broken It's hard to get a word in, even when you're doing nothing. It feels like you're just trying to fix people's mistakes all day. There's no creativity. They want everyone to do things the same and be the same and bump the same and sell the same. And there's millions of rules, which I'm sure you guys have all heard and all talked about on the show at length. And people talk about on the Internet. Secret rules, those change daily, and it's just really hard to understand what's going on and why it's going on. The system is flawed, and I would say uh, that to anyone there, I would say it to Vince himself. I'm definitely not the first person that he's made a mistake on, and I won't be the last person and he's made a mistake on. I don't think it's anything personal. Anytime me and him were in a room together or we spoke, he was always respectful We had two pretty decently long conversations, and I thought they went well, and he understood where I was coming from. But I am am a man, and I'm not going to stand in the hallway for hours to talk to him. I'm just not going to do that. That could be wrong on my part. That could be stubborn on my part, but I'm 40 – I am a 40-year-old man, and I'm not going to wait in the hallway like a child to maybe five minutes to talk to him. I said my piece to him. He seemed to be responsive to it. And nothing ever came from it. I don't take it personally. 
he made a mistake, and as a leader, let's see here, he made a mistake, and as a leader of the company and the person that decides everything, it's a massive mistake to pass on somebody with me. You have a three-hour television show, and you can't find five minutes for Eric Young. Your show is broken. It, it's, it's as simple as that. I've proven that I can do whatever, any role. I'm not saying I can do it. I've already done it, and I've proven that I can do it and do it very well. So for me, it's a huge miss, a huge mistake, and now it's someone else's gain. And personally, it's my gain. My soul hasn't felt good in a long time. That's just the truth. It says, And also he went on to say, folks, um, I feel like I didn't exist for two years after being on TV every week for 14 or 15 years and working so hard to build your career. We're all independent contractors. We're all our own business. Then having a person basically take a dump on all of your hard work and discard like it's nothing, it's hard to deal with. It's hard to deal with, man. It's a huge blow to the psyche, a huge blow to the ego, but I never thought, oh, this is my fault. The system is just broken. It's just flawed. All of the flaws are created by one person. That's not going to change, unfortunately. So unfortunately, for a lot of people, there are a lot of creative people that are a lot of really talented people. They're never really going to be able to do what they can do because of the way the system is organized. It's sad. It's mostly just sad and super frustrating And when you're <laughs> and when you're in it. But now I can say I smile because I don't have to deal with that anymore. So there seems to be a problem, folks. A lot of people like to point the finger as fans and say they know, you know, who it goes through. Vince makes the final decision. Look, there's good and bad with Vince. Not all bad. You know, he's a good person. It's just I've made this assessment before. He's kind of like the Al Davis of WWE. He means well and he cares about his brand. But the problem is there's a part of him that is stuck in old school mode. And sometimes it's got magic to it, and other times it's complete shit. And for talents like not just Eric Young, who just stated a bunch of things that I bet you a lot of the superstars are feeling, but when you have Alexa Bliss, when you have... Not just her, but Nikki Cross, Aleister Black. They had to repackage Killian Dane, put him back in NXT. Because something wasn't working. If you guys remember Sanity, yes, all good things must come to an end. But in the same regard, how many times must we all go through this? We as and fans that you know sit and watch the programming, and we wonder, okay, so is it something in the back that we're not understanding? Look, I've been on the other end of the spectrum. I don't know everything. I keep learning stuff about pro wrestling every day, and Impact Wrestling. My God, man, the Good Brothers, Heath Slater. You know, Heath, formerly known as Heath. I like that. You know. All these guys are feeling loose and they're showing up. It's just, I want to know something. Why some people believe, okay, this is what the fans like. We're going to listen to you. Sometimes AEW is hit and miss. 
a lot of times WWE is definitely miss. Um, a lot of people want to center it on one thing. It's a lot of things. Why is Nikki Cross, Oscar, Aleister Black, Shayna Baszler, they were big in NXT. Are they going to earn their stripes? You know, is it something that the main roster doesn't like about them? I, you know, I'm trying to figure this out because as I've watched, as we've all watched WWE, folks, there seems to be a fucking pattern, pattern of problem, and that's why did you keep Brock Lesnar as a champion? And why defend him when he never showed up? So, in other words, he can show up to any time that he wanted because of his disorder. Man, I wish on all that every fiber of my being, if I didn't feel like showing up to work, I could still get paid. It's not just the Lesnar incident, but the fact that someone threw a tantrum at WrestleMania 35. And after 35, because look, she unfollowed, Sasha Banks unfollowed WWE and then said, well, I just had my break. I'm just taking a break. So, (laughs) what she sounds like is Ross from Friends. We were on a break. Come on, man. It's not just one or two things that are wrong. The big show had to come back. The ratings, let me just read the numbers because I want to be exact, man. I am a perfectionist in trying to find this shit. So I don't want to, no. I, I just, mm-mm. Someone sent me the wrong results, damn it. That's not what I want. Well, let's see. It says Raw's up. Let's see. Raw viewership up from last week hits record low in key demo. Okay. So this is a, okay. Monday's WWE Raw episode featuring follow-up from the horror show at Extreme Rules and the unsanctioned main event between Randy Orton and Big Show drew in an average of 1.628 million viewers on USA Network according to Showbuzz Daily. This is up. 4% 4% from last week's 1.561. So for the week's show, the first hour drew 1.7. Second was 1.6. So they averaged out, let's see here, um, Raw tied for number 22 on the night for viewership. Honestly, that's not a good, I mean, they're under 2, two million people. Not everyone's going to watch professional wrestling, uh, tomato, tomato. But to be at these numbers, it says the Ingram Angle, God, WWE tied for number four in the night in the cable top 150 for the third week in a row, with an average of 18 to 49 demographic rating of 0.46. It was tied with the May 4th episode for the lowest rating in the demo and show history, 90 Day Fiance, other way top the night in the cable top 150. So... It says 0.88 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic. 3.104 million viewers, Tucker Carlson. Okay. So this is in comparison. So January 6th was at 
The numbers up top, folks, 1.561 million, and then let's see, one six, so it's up a tenth. It's not very much increase at all if you if you think on this. I like I said, it's been a while since I viewed the numbers for Raw's ratings, but I knew part of me knew they were going to be under one or two million. Why? When you do nothing but talk and you don't have very many wrestling matches and you don't have very many intriguing stories, it's hard without an audience. But now you got to think, how do we keep an audience? You start doing things that are not in the range of, oh, this is complete bullshit. Because at Extreme Rules... They added it for intrigue so that Stephanie McMahon could play the role of commissioner again. Why not just have Paige sit her happy ass in the back and record promos and, you know, basically become the commissioner of Raw, maybe, instead of SmackDown? I don't know. If you want to add intrigue, stop. And I mean stop with the triple threat matches. Come on. It just gets old, or the handicap interferences, you know, the run interference, I don't mind that. And that in an instant adds intrigue with the big show and Randy Orton. So we're adding old feuds from 14 years ago to add intrigue. The whole Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman thing intrigued everyone because the Fiend is going to get squashed again for no fucking apparent reason. Just like Finn Balor's character with the, the Demon King, it made... A lot of us wonder, like, why are there creative changes? I, you know, we as fans and, okay, former workers, some of us are both. Why are things the way they are? There's a lot of questions. Is it favoritism? Is it, I don't want this guy to get out shine. I like him. You know, he's he's a good person. This is a good fit, what seems like a good fit for the business. Why? Is there a constant dispute between Hunter and Vince? I don't know. But I do know a lot of things that kind of intrigue me are the facts. Like, you have a guy who's been so out of touch with professional wrestling for a very long time in Michael Hayes. And a lot of people respect him because... He was a fabulous free bird, and it's not just in and around Hayes, dude. There's a lot of people that are writing, you know, and there's going to be constant disputes and constant arguments. How do you fix it? How do you stop the bleeding in WWE? There's just a lot of questions. There's more question marks than there are answers right now at this point. I don't even know what to tell anybody because, uh, you know, you can message us at Wrestle underscore radio. I don't – you have people getting involved. It's not a bad thing for Ric Flair to get involved. It's not a bad thing, well, technically with Jake the Snake and Arn Anderson. It is when they start doing moves that will burst out their spine or break their hips. Cynicism is something I don't like including in my fucking show sometimes because it feels like I'm a broken record on fucking repeat that won't shut up about you need to fix this, you need to do this. Well, how do you fix what and when do you fix what? 
instead of bringing up people to your main roster and you just want them for the marketing value instead of the fucking fan value, you need the both the fan value and market value, man. You can't just constantly run the company off of, oh, well, they look, they, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Crossing is good together. It's like the audiences now get offended by, oh, they included uh, Alexa Bliss in a towel. I'm offended. You know what? The audience needs to take a fucking chill pill. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. And wrestling is one of the few escapes I have left outside of fucking sports. Can you please understand something? It's not just one person that's bitching about what WWE is doing. Fans go outside their comfort zone, man. That's how you discover if you like AEW or if you like Impact Wrestling. So in other words, what needs to be done can be interpreted and miscued and misunderstood in a lot of fucking ways. So, when you ask what the fans want, a lot of them are going to say NXT. Do you know why that is? Because their characters are not confined to be in a fucking box. They're not confined to a small space that you can only do so much with because the saying goes, when you get to main roster, just stand up straight. You can be unique as you want, but you better fall in line to get ahead. And some people, actually most people do that with jobs. You just be quiet, keep your head up, do the best you fucking can. Because right now, a lot of the problem seems to be, okay, the whole decision to push Bailey and Sasha as heels. I get it. You know, They're doing their job as heels, and they're doing the best they can to entertain. But this is too little too late in some, Because you need champions It'll be a draw So you tried the Iconics They did the whole avoid I'm going to avoid your team Because your team is absolutely amazing And we're the heels So we're going to fucking run like cowards I get that angle um, Asuka and Kyrie Sane It's like are we Why you know, fans are like we pounded, we pandered to the heels. Some of you couldn't even hold their jock strap or their fucking support systems. And it's just like why every fucking team for the women tag team championships have been heels. The only baby faces were Sasha and Bailey. That's more or less, you know, because some people feel that if you push certain superstars down our throats, then we're going to complain and blog about not doing anything. No, I get it. Like they're a draw. You know, we should, we should definitely put what makes money in front of people. But when you push them and push them and push them, there go Bailey, Sasha, Lesnar, who else? Karrion Cross now on NXT. It's not because they were, in line for it, they earned it. I don't know. They spent almost two years in NXT. I get, I get some things in certain to certain extents. But what I don't understand is why you got three hours for programming, like Eric Young says, and yeah, kind of made it about himself. But who gives a fuck? Um, if we're if he's being bluntly honest and he's telling the truth about how things work. He's saying, I never had any issues with him personally. But when you try to tell people who your character is when it's already fucking perfect, because you got to adapt. There's factors going in this. 
How can you adapt your character to a main roster level? Well, so far, Chad Gable is Shorty G. He's, he's fucking run with it. Um, there's the only the Street Profits and the War Raiders. They went from being tag teams to Comedy Central, where they have matches that are comedy. I don't fucking, like I said, I don't fucking care. What's been done? Because honestly, folks, I'm at my breaking point with some of this shit on Raw. It's like, come on, okay, so McIntyre and Ziggler are keeping it alive by a thread. Randy Orton going back into the fucking controversial Orton. And it's still not drawing. Do you know why? Because Big Show's older than dirt. He's kind of an asshole when it comes down to it. And, you know, it depends on the mood. If you met him in person, boy, does he fucking hate sitting there for hours. I would, too. But when you bring someone like his ass to a show that is suffering in the demographic from 18 to 49, you want to bring someone in, bring a name. Rousey was a name. Unfortunately, that didn't go well. She should have gone through NXT. Bring big names. Do... Don't overdo the celebrity card, but bring someone big in for SummerSlam. A guest referee like Conor McGregor. Actually, that'd be a bad idea. Uh, Just bring any big name that you can think of. Maybe the Kardashians could be a guest referee. Who knows? But I don't fucking care. At this point, dude, I'm just throwing out names. To answer your question, Ty from Phoenix, Arizona. Boy, okay. (laughs) It's a fucking story, man. Now you know how New Yorkers felt when they were going through the pandemic. I'm not going to discuss that shit on my there. I've got a few theories as to why Impact Wrestling is, you know, doing well. It's because a happy locker room means they're going to perform great in front of the fans. Not necessarily every wrestling locker room is in harmony. And you'd be lying if you said that you were. Except for, I don't know, the world-famous Monster Factory, which they get taught, you know, how to interact well with others. And they get taught a lot of shit at Danny's school. And not to say every wrestling locker room is imperfect, but, my God, man, there's not, there's no denying that these people have worked with each other for years. But what is the, what is the reason... For Impact, who's about to be... I have a feeling they're going to outdo AEW. They are going... They, You know, they've signed big names. Kurt Hawkins, Keith Slater, the Good Brothers. I mean, thank you, you know, for have the ability to have variety in professional wrestling. Because what's wrong with main roster WWE is that there's a lot of us that don't want to see Bailey and Sasha be complete do- or completely dominant over people, over superstars, I should say, like Asuka. If they beat Shayna Baszler, I'm going to fucking just tell you right now. That's another talent that I don't understand why it's being she's being shoved under the rug when she is completely, I mean, not only dominant, but made sense. When she was in NXT. Yeah, she's kind of annoying. In the sense that she got favored a lot. But is it believable for someone that has actual background in martial arts? And more than that, man, she's former UFC. So, 
I mean, you can't just because of own personal indifference because they were not WWE roster made. That's not the case for some things and some issues. Mostly, what happened, you know, Alexa Bliss was extremely great as a heel. She's, I don't know, her transition to the baby face was kind of odd. You know, they paired her with Nikki Cross. Now, granted, Nikki hasn't won a championship on either NXT or main roster except for the tag team championship, but that's, are you trying to shove it under the rug and say, well, she won something. You should be satisfied that she won something. Stop trying to figure out, you know, you're doing this from a business point of view. Like, that's bad. That is very bad to do it from the business side. Instead of, okay, we can do both business and fan, meaning give the fucking fans what we want. Stop trying to alleviate shit with, well, we gave him a championship opportunity, him being Aleister Black. Andrade Cien Almas and, and Angel Garza. Cricket, cricket, chirp, chirp. Andrade is a great worker and get things going, but honestly, dude, we're about to be a little, not too much manager heavy because you've got Robert Stone on NXT, you've got Zelina Vega, you've got Lana. I think Natty should be a manager, but that's just me. There's just a lot of chaos going on in the main roster. It's kind of like trying to part the Red Sea. With all this talent on one fucking roster, you got a three-hour show, and you don't know what the fuck is going on. We as fans don't know what the fuck's going on most of the time. The stories that, you know, we see are extremely, like, loose with one another. The feuds don't last long. There's more talking than action. I mean, they did do a better job by raising it a tenth up from the percentage that it was at last, you know, as far as ratings go. But you need to... It's hard to do wrestling without an audience. I get it. But just trying to make my point earlier, how do you draw an audience to you when, you know, we're, we've got a lot of shit on our minds. Like, are we going to see tomorrow? Are we going to see a show? And it'd be nice if you gave us like a teaser of what we can expect in the near future. So like, I'm just saying folks, there's a lot of fucking problems on main roster with the way they do things. It's not just one person. Actually, Eric's right. He res- I respect Vince because of what he's given us over the years, but that just happened to be very lucky, a very lucky timing. You know, during Attitude Era, we need to change things. Where's that creativity? Where is that Vince McMahon? I want him back. And some may say, well, he's done it all. He doesn't need to do anymore. He didn't create WrestleMania. He had help, folks. That was, uh, God rest your soul, Howard Finkel. Without Howard Finkel, you wouldn't have the brainchild behind WrestleMania. Yes, it, you know, it's good to have creative uh, collaboration. But Vince did not, and I repeat, did not create the concept without Howard Finkel. Because Howard Finkel said, well, the Beatles have Beatlemania. Why not we have WrestleMania? And the rest is fucking history. 
So from WrestleMania, you created Saturday Night Main Event, then Livewire, and then Sunday Night Heat. But before that, it was Saturday Night Main Event, man. Hogan, Savage, Piper, Jake the Snake, King Kong Bundy, Jesse the Body, Ventura. Names. Bring in names. Now, you know, the roster just expanded. They got more money. So, come on, you got a cap space. Work within the system? No. Everyone talks about reaching, hitting that glass ceiling and then not knowing what to fucking do. You guys are World Wrestling Entertainment. You guys as in the creative staff at B. So maybe there's something going on with this. Fans are complaining. Now Stephanie's an authoritative figure again. Is there going to be like some kind of twist that we're not expecting? I'm happy that I can get merchandise. I'm happy that I can talk about pro wrestling to other wrestling fans. What I'm not happy about is why does there seem to be problems all over, not just Raw, but SmackDown Live is kind of just a karaoke contest. Okay. From that, you know, it just what happened to SmackDown Live? Oh, wait, wait. Let me answer that question. Some people dispersed and went on to pursue their own dreams of moving on to a different company. Billy Gunn, Art Anderson, a lot of creative that left WWE left in shambles. And I miss Jim Ross. To be honest with you, that's partially why I would want to tune into AEW occasionally, not always. But I don't, like I said, the one of the few reasons why I don't tune in to watch AEW, because it's like, um, it reminds me a lot of WCW, and, and fuck the angles of trying to be like ECW, because you guys will never hit that for me as a fan, and I love Taz. He's from my neck of the woods. But honestly, folks, it just, it's the same as WWE. It got repetitive. It got redundant. Yeah, there's rotating matches, and that's probably the only improvement about AEW is that they have Chris Jericho, who's literally holding the fucking fort down and the glue that is holding the fucking puzzle together, man. Without Jericho, without Rhodes, that company goes on its back. Now you got Impact Wrestling, and that's, like I said, the fucking dark horse a professional wrestling. So what if they have cast offs, man? They're slowly but surely building their roster. I think it's a good thing that, you know, we as fans have options because if we didn't and it was just Vince, I mean, come on, be different. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. What happened to that Vince? I mean, I guess that guy's dead inside, right? Once upon a time, Vince McMahon used to be the voice I used to hear when I grew up because a lot of wrestling was near my neck of the woods. You know, it's about 45 minutes from where I used to live. If you rode the train, Madison Square Garden was WWE's home port. And to say that 
there's no wrestling shows. It's really sad. We're living in... This could have easily fucking been avoided. So now I am going to get a little bit political. If it weren't for the fact that it took seven months for our leader to nip this in the bud and admit there is a pandemic going on and that he encourages Americans to wear masks because he wants to save face for an election. Thanks for nothing. Because of you and others in your in your administration, we as wrestling fans who want to get out and, and see and, and tour different cities and commiserate with other wrestling fans, we can't do that now because of your foolish pride. And yes, I know it's a bit odd that I segued from, come on, be creative, Jew, it's your fault, Mr. President. Look, back to wrestling. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to open that can of worms. Although I fucking probably already did. Who gives a fuck? It's the honest truth, folks. It's not just one website citing what's what's gone wrong as far as the pandemic is concerned. But anyways, back to wrestling. All I want to know is what happened to the debonair I don't give a fuck I'm going to give the fans what they want last minute changes really doesn't help our you know it doesn't help your story it doesn't help what you're trying to do to the NXT people that you called up just makes them it makes us wonder why are you doing this to Asuka what did she do you know, to deserve this, you know, kind of treatment on the main roster. First, you know, WrestleMania 34, anyone? It was a great match. It did tell a story. But Asuka should have won that championship. She could easily dominate Charlotte Flair with her hand tied behind her back. And what do you do from then on? The money in the bank with Carmella, she loses to Carmella. Not once, but twice. As she could snap Carmella like a fucking twig. It's not just the women's division. You had Brock Lesnar hold the championship for almost a year because of your personal beef with CM Punk. Because if you notice, it's also kind of a Hunter thing too. Uh, what's funny is that show shuts down. Why? Because you guys, it's. I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was getting low ratings. It was on. It should have been right on after you know USA Network's uh, airing of WWE Raw because if I wanted to go back in time, get a Delorean, actually get a Delorean, get some plutonium, distract the Libyans, go back in time, I would have put backstage the show on. Before, like a pre-show on Facebook Live, you might get a lot of hits. You might get a lot of people watching on their phones on YouTube to distract us from all this bullshit. Essentially, what I really want to say is there's a lot of issues concerning main roster because why would you bring up all these you know good names and then 
change their character just into complete either a complete joke. You either shit on them, like you shit on Asuka and you shit on Nikki Cross and Aleister Black and Shayna Baszler. The list goes on and on. You changed the War Raiders name. The name changed, you know, that, okay, that's neither here nor there. But I do want to point something out. Actually, I pointed a lot of shit out, so let me just point this out to you. Happy birthday, Sean. The heartbreak kid. Mr. Sean Michaels. His 55th birthday, I had to segue because I don't want to totally rant and lose you because I love you, audience. I love you. What needs to change? Let's get back on the topic. What needs to change is less talking, more wrestling. Listen to the fans' insight, not after the fact. That's like having a bully, you know, bully all these kids on the blacktop or whatever, and then nothing happens until... Three months later, and the kid, you know, finally gets reprimanded and finally gets disciplinary actions against him or her. It's, it's fucking ridiculous, folks. I mean, I shouldn't have to fucking sit here and tell tell you all, like, what's wrong and, you know, what can be fixed. I hate to agree with Eric Young, but he's right. Nothing is ever going to fucking change. Like, I, I would love things to uh, be at a happy medium, that would be an improvement. But are we ever going to get it? Are we ever going to get that one consistent happy week for WWE or is it just going to be Vince going, I don't like this idea or we should uh, we should change it up. Um, instead of this match, you're going to be going in a handicap match. Like, dude, what's with the fucking triple threat matches and the you know, just make it should have been a handicap match all along. Randy Orton, Angel Garza, and Andrade Cien Almas. Because them coming out to run interference at the end of the match, okay, we get it. You know, you're trying to make them bigger heels, doesn't fucking matter. But uh, Zelina Vega needs to expand her portfolio. I mean, if Robert Stone's allowed to do so in NXT, then. Zelina Vega needs to go after certain people and manage, you know, how Ted DiBiase did back in the day, Cornette. No more talk shows. Raw is already full of talking. So the KO show or MVP's new show, and I'm pretty sure that Fandango and, you know, Tyler Breeze have their talk show on NXT. Hopefully not. But stop doing last-minute changes. Sometimes it might be gold if you just let the fans look at what they're going to see. And if you don't, cool. You're just going to lose a lot of fans. I mean, they lost a lot of fans after Backlash. Or not Backlash. Extreme Rules Horror Show. That was a horrific sight to see, man. When why does Bray Wyatt not have any referees with him in any of his matches? Does anybody, can anyone tell me, explain to that why all of a sudden he's just become a cinema attraction like The Shining or Jason or Freddy? That's another guy that has never really gotten recognition at all. And it got recognition late because Tina said, well, I was the man behind deciding the elimination chamber for him to go over. 
Yeah, because you knew you were going to Hollywood, asshole. And two, a lot of people want to pin the blame on Cena. A lot of people want to pin the blame on Lesnar. Also, a lot of uh, real fans are going to be like, I think they should have this style match. Bring back Cyber Sunday. Thing is how I'm not like I said I'm not a paid employee. Maybe I could just throw suggestions out there. Oh, and Michael Cole. I don't think you should be allowed on the next Evolution pay per view. I think that Beth Phoenix, Renee Young, who was like really really good at commentary, and she proved that quite poignantly, man. I think Michael Cole should also not be an influence to the decisions that are made creatively because it shows. It shows, folks. Not just one problem. There are many. There needs to be a massive firing, creative-wise, and it needs. And Vince, love you for what you did. You know, entertaining us and giving us brand new pay-per-views, giving us you know the '96 through 2004 run. But I and other fans would like to know when you leave, because. It's just one of those things that the ratings under 2 million is a problem. It's harder without an audience. I get it. Like I said, folks, I have respect for Vince, but my thoughts are as follows. It's time to hang up. It's time to hang up the suit and time to put down the pen, man. It's It's getting out of control as far as, you know, trying to come up with stuff that'll work and come up with stuff that won't or coming up with stuff that is definitely not working as cohesively as it once was. So if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, I know I babbled and babbled and babbled, but if you don't like what I have to say, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Little bitches, I guess to go to bed, got work in the morning, got to catch a subway. So I um, Talk to you is on Monday with Lady Lynn on Wrestle Radio Network. Have a nice day, night, whatever. Night, bitches. Gotta sleep. Toodles. Means what?